0: Coming up on The Medicine Podcast.
1: I don't care if you identify as a man or a woman, a dog, an alien, or whatever, but if I get deplatformed or shot down for saying something as rational as, men are usually more masculine dominant and women are more feminine dominant, I'm left feeling completely disappointed by society's ability to see reason. Small
0: action over time with consistency creates new habits and new patterns, new neurological pathways in our brain. So doing this with the small tasks day in and day out, I believe will prime my nervous system for taking action now and being confident that I can do the thing on big tasks, on big goals and big dreams that I want to achieve and experience in life. Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi, and I have my glorious partner in life and love and podcasting here with me. Woo! (laughs) Coming in hot. Coming in
1: hot. (laughs) (laughs) Comping. We're coming in hot, twenty twenty three, baby.
0: it's oh, new term. We're not coming. We're comping.
1: We're comping. Yeah, there's too many negative, weird connotations with the word "coming," so it's comping for 2023, baby. Let's go.
0: Combination of coming and humping. Yeah,
1: I mean, why not at this why point? Not? Let's go for it. Uh, Still so going to be back on the medicine podcast. This is our first recording of yes. 2023. Love it. And I don't know. I feel lighter. Yeah. I feel...
0: Energized.
1: Energized. Yep. We are
0: releasing the psychic weight of 2022. We are stepping into 2023 energized. And uh, we are freeing ourselves of quite a few things. Yep. And that's what today's episode is all
1: about. Set me free 2023. Today's about all the things we're saying, fuck it, to (laughs) this year.
0: Yep. Where in our life are we being, you know, just... Bringing in more energy that's like, this is not serving me anymore, and I don't want to do it, Yeah, and I'm releasing it from my life. I am releasing the psychic weight of holding on to this thing that is no longer needed in my life. Thank you for your service. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, I think as everyone kind of in the, the modern world is familiar with, you walk into the new year with resolutions, with ideas, and what's not talked about enough is kind of the necessity for exfoliating things that don't really have life any longer or are maybe taking away from your life. And we always are talking about additions and changes and ways to evolve. And that gets significantly more difficult if you don't go through the process of letting things go. Mm -hmm. And man, there is so much from the last few years I am ready to let go. Um, quite literally, that can be something as simple as just cleansing things of of material nature that are no longer you know providing ed- energy and life. Yeah. Um,
0: Think of this like energetic clutter. Right. You know, like we can, we can cleanse physical, you know, material things in our house and you can feel lighter, but you can also do that for your life and for how you carry yourself through life.
1: Yeah. So that's what we're doing today. We're going through a few, uh, things that each one of us are feeling we're ready to say, you know what? Fuck this. I'm over this. I'm ready to set this free. Yep. (laughs) But first, but first, I want to
0: know from you, my sexy love, what do you got going on in your mushy mug?
1: In my mushy mug, I've got a frothy, delicious afternoon mocha made Mm. of two of my favorite allies on the planet. One, king coffee that is organic reishi mushroom spore coffee mixed with Organifi chocolate protein. Organifi's chocolate protein is the best chocolate protein I've ever had. Mm -hmm. It mixes with anything and everything, baking, cooking, uh, frothy drinks like this. Oatmeal oatmeal. It tastes like uh, cocoa puffs. And I pretty much put it in most coffee mixtures that I'm making because it adds a little bit extra protein. Uh, It's got a a few different sources of really delicious uh, plant-based proteins uh, in them. Uh, the, The kind of the key winner being pea protein, and then combining it with, you know, my favorite coffee, which is Organo's King Coffee both of which you can find on our medicine cabinet at themedicine.com. medicine.com navigate to our medicine cabinet. You'll see discount codes or links for discounts to both. And this is something I have every single day. It's one of my favorite things to have, uh, especially during a podcast when I want to be a little bit engaged, but have something comforting as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is my favorite Mocha.
0: Yeah, it's a really good, really good mixture of flavor. The 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 uh, Organifi chocolate blends nicely with um, the smooth King coffee. It's delicious.
1: What do you got going on in your mushy mug?
0: In my mushy mug, I also have King coffee, but I added our Mushy Love Latte, cinnamon swirl latte, and um, I also added. Uh, I opened up a capsule of Immune Intel HCC mm. and blended it in. So we got a cacophony. Is that that's a word, right?
1: Wow, it sounds like an Egyptian word. <laughs>
0: a cacophony, <laughs> a cornucopia, a plethora, if you that. will, yeah. of mushrooms in this little mug. We got reishi from the king coffee, reishi spores, and then the Immune Intel HCC comes from the mycelium. Of shiitake mushrooms, the root-like structure of shiitake mushrooms. Crazy good for uh, immune intelligence, which is why we named it Immune Intel AHCC. Then we also, with the mushy love latte, we have 500 milligrams of chaga, which is super supportive for robust immunity, healthy nails, healthy skin, healthy hair, and also a healthy gut. Uh, one of the the most potent antioxidants in the world, bar none. And then we also have 500 milligrams of tremella mushroom, which is the beauty mushroom and doesn't get enough uh, attention.
1: Hella which tremella.
0: Is, which is weird because being the beauty mushroom and in a society, in a world of people who are like afraid of right. aging, you think that this would be in more places, but you really just don't see it much, uh, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to use it. It's such a baller mushroom, Um, amazing for skin health, glowing, hydrated skin cells. Tremella has the ability to hold 500 times its weight in water. So imagine what that's doing for your skin. So skin literally looks more plump and healthy, wrinkle-free, and it also has uh, amazing properties for fighting infections and things like that. So we got a lot of mushies going on in my mushy mug, Um, but it's delicious. It tastes like a um, cinnamon swirly coffee. It's just, uh, it's like a cinnamon latte.
1: Yeah. And we're stocked up. We're stocked up for 2023 on Mushy Love and immune Intel AHCC. I know uh, we ripped through those products towards the end of last year, but we're in a good spot. Uh, We're stocked up for everybody. I mean, this has been one of the gnarliest like cold and flu seasons I've ever been a part of, even considering the the last three years Mm -hmm. of the C word. (laughs) And uh, there is nothing, at least from my perspective, uh, more effective than having a robust option of using medicinal mushrooms, these Mm -hmm. adaptogens that can be so supportive in your body's immune response to some of these, uh, Challenges or or upgrades, if you will, in Mm -hmm. the environment as viruses and colds and flus and things of that nature uh, start to rear their head this time of year.
0: Yeah. And one more thing I want to say about all the mushroom products that we are using today and recommend to people we only recommend and use products and create products that have zero fillers. Right. There's no garbage, there's no like questionable sweeteners, there's no filler fluff. It's literally just organic, pure mushrooms, which it kind of sounds like, well, duh, isn't that all of them? No, it's the large majority is actually, unfortunately, filled with a lot of gunk, uh, a lot of things to bulk up the end product. And uh, we don't, we don't, we don't want to go there. We don't want to associate ourselves with the, um, the product's the fad products that are just popping up um, as medicinal mushrooms have become more common and more popular. We are seeking out the best, the most pure organic from growers who have over 40 years of experience. So we're only, we're only um, interested in the best.
1: Totally. If you guys are interested in Mushy Love, you can go to getmushylove.com, use code medicine as in the way that it is spelled on this podcast, and you'll always get 10% off. And then Immune Intel AHCC, the god, if you will, of immune supporting (laughs) mushroom supplements is on the medicine.com. You can check out the shop and see the options for getting immune intel into your life. Guys, if you are loving the medicine podcast, it would be wildly helpful If you subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you're watching right now, you can subscribe. Um, If you give us some feedback, Mm -hmm. share the episode on social, let us know how it has impacted your life. Um, Even word of mouth, you know, mentioning it to your friends or your family, uh, a a big opportunity for us this year is uh, impact and growth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that, you know, neither one of us are ashamed to, to say is like, yo, we want this thing to grow. We want to have as much impact as possible. And to do that, it requires just the help of, of the community and the listeners mm-hmm. and now the viewers um, who are in this journey with us. So that would be wildly appreciated.
0: Yes, we are so grateful for every listener, everyone who shares, every watcher. Um, yeah, we love you.
1: And speaking of goals, if you guys stick around uh, at the very end of the episode, we're going to go through just a few minutes of what we do every single year to uh, find our theme of the year, our word of the year. We don't set hard goals necessarily, but we've kind of gone through this process of setting a theme or a word for mm-hmm. the year um, through a little bit of our own ideas, as well as some other uh, great thinkers and concepts around crafting a, mm-hmm. a theme for your year. So, if you stick around at the end of the episode, we'll do a few minutes on how we came up with those ideas and what those themes uh, or words are for 2023.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the if your if your life is a wheel, this theme or word that we've chosen is like the center, and it branches off and hopefully will positively impact every aspect of our life. Totally. So it's not just a fluffy like meh, whatever. It's like we really put time and effort into figuring this out, um, and we have a really unique process which we're excited to share if you stick around. Yep. All right, you want to jump in?
1: Let's get into it. We are each going to be going through three things. Yes. A very sophisticated word, (laughs) things. Areas of our life that we're saying, fuck it. I'm over this.
0: And also, we're going to be saying the F word a lot in this episode. If you've got little ears present or if the F word offends you in some way, this might not be the episode for you.
1: Yep. I'm going to kick it off. Yes. Number one for me. I am releasing, I am becoming free of the fear of saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I cannot keep up with the socially acceptable words to say. I can't keep up with understanding what is okay or not okay to say anymore. I mean, I remember when woke, I would use the term woke to refer to somebody who is on the path of some enlightenment. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, that that guy's really woke. All of a sudden, it seemed like overnight, the word has been hijacked, and now it's a, a word used for political reasons. Mm-hmm. The amount of words that have been hijacked over the last few years, unreal. Like, if you say freedom or truth, you're automatically a Trumper <laughs> alt-right, which is just completely wild. Gunslinging conspiracy theorists. If you say you support a woman's right to choose what she has done with her body or that you support the union of two people, regardless of their gender or sexual orientation, you're part of the woke mafia. So you're, you're, you're just funneled into yeah. the other side. Damned and, if
0: you do and damned if you don't.
1: And being somebody who is generally concerned about not insulting people, mm-hmm. I have found myself lost. Um feel like I'm completely walking on eggshells and with a platform, like having a podcast, it, it only is amplified. I'm a good human being. Mm-hmm. Like generally I love all forms of life. I'm a rational person. Uh, I believe in the, the powers of the free market in the benefits of capitalism. Um, but I also think that greed and corrupt behavior of like a profit at all cost ethos should have mechanisms for holding uh, accountable the people who manipulate the system. I appreciate the infrastructure of the Western world. We just got back from Egypt. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so thankful for waste, for management. waste management, for sewage, for roads, for you know certain degrees of law enforcement, the protection of nature and forests and the clean air and water and things, things in those lanes. I'm happy to pay taxes and to support that, but, I'm also uninterested in a world where I am to be forced into making choices that sacrifice my health Mm -hmm. or my personal financial well being for someone else's or some other entity's definition of the greater good.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm also completely accepting and supportive of people and what they identify as, uh, what they identify with. I don't care if you identify as a man or a woman, a dog, an alien or whatever, but if I get deplatformed or shot down for saying something as rational as men are usually more masculine dominant and women are more feminine dominant, I'm left feeling completely disappointed by society's ability to see reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: This is a politically and socially homeless scenario that I felt like I have been locked in for three plus years.
0: hmm yeah.
1: It's blowing my mind, and in 2023, I'm ready to just speak rationally, and, and I even hesitate to say the words like "speak my truth" because it's that's become a fucking yeah. clickbaitable thing. Yeah.
0: We saw recently; um, it was a couple of weeks ago. There was a new list of words that are considered derogatory, and I was like, I was blown away at the words that were on this list. One of them was American we're not allowed to say American anymore. Right. (laughs) And the reason that the, the justification that this article gave was that American saying like, okay, we're from the U S we're American. I've said that so many times in my life. They're saying that it suggests that the U S is the most notable or the, the most superior of the Americas. Like, North America and then South America. If you just say American in relation to the United States, then that makes you a racist or whatever. And it's like, Holy crap. There has to be some measure of whole, like holistically looking at like what was being said. What, who is the person? Yeah. What's their track record? Like, like, We cannot be in this perpetual state of fear of saying the wrong word.
1: Totally. And this is not a left thing. This is not a right thing. In fact, I still don't know where the hell I fit on that spectrum politically. What I'm saying though is this is a symptom, this is a problem that is clearly evident and I realize we need to get to the root cause and I think that there are some really incredible people out there who are trying to get to the root cause of some of the the byproducts that are taking place in this kind of like impossible world to navigate publicly mm-hmm. but for the time being my fuck it to this is I'm stopping the symptom like I'm treating the symptom in this moment. Mm-hmm. Let's work towards the root cause, but the immediate action that I can take is refusing to let this symptom manifest.
0: And this is not us totally just being ignorant of other people's no. other cultures, other ways of life where this isn't like some bravado show of ethnocentrism or that what we think goes and I don't care about anyone else's you know uh, beliefs or opinions. It's not that at all. It's us knowing and understanding like where we're coming from on the yeah. inside. And if that is not rooted in hate or divisiveness on the individual level, then I should be able to express myself freely um, in a, in a way that's uh, conscientious, but not scared. Totally. Yeah.
1: Got this quote from Benjamin Brown, who is an author. He says, there will always be someone whose identity is wrapped up in being offended. They're constantly searching for it. Just don't let their tears stop the important discussions from happening. Good people don't go out of their way to cause suffering, but they also don't avoid upsetting people at all costs. They speak their truth unapologetically. Discussing topics that might get you canceled is incredibly important. Let them be offended. Do not let them silence you through fear of the repercussions. And while that is extreme, and I do think that there are certain things that probably should not be said just because you're feeling it, (laughs) um, I'm choosing to take some of this and and use some of this as encouragement for me this year to, fuck it, the fear of saying the wrong thing, I am setting free.
0: Love it. Yep. So good. I'm right there with you. All right, I'm up. So the first thing that I am saying fuck it to is medical censorship and coercion. And while this isn't necessarily coming directly from me, I feel like a lot of the world has been forced to play this game of medical manipulation, censorship, and coercion. And I'm, I'm, I'm done, like, playing their game. And I'll explain what I mean. So it's no secret that at this point in the last three years, um, that severe censorship coercion has taken place on social media, news outlets, and even amongst like our friends and family. Um, I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Like I know personally, a lot of people who have had friendships ripped apart because of one belief, And they differ around this one belief. People are afraid to say what they actually think, even in a kind, courteous way that like just poses questions. It's not a, you're wrong, you're stupid. It's a, hey, what about this? Like, what if we looked at it this way? Or have you heard about this? Or, you know, just that long form dialogue on really, you know, around really complex issues. We haven't been able to do that because again, of this, this censorship and coercion. And you know people are afraid of being canceled or deplatformed or just completely excommunicated from their maybe industry or their family and friends. Um, so, for example, I'll, I'll give an example of of what is currently happening still. I, I don't think I need to give like exact examples in the last three years. I think everyone is aware of, or you should be at least, aware that there has been censorship going on. And there's been one main narrative that has been coming from the top down. Um, and all other theories and narratives and questions and ideas have been pretty much squashed. But right now, what's happening in California, Assembly Bill 2098 signed by Governor Gavin Newsom on September 30th, 2022, authorizes the Medical Board of California to revoke the licenses of doctors who share any information about COVID-19 that is not consistent with what the Medical Board deems to be the, quote, scientific consensus. So basically, if they share anything that is not consistent with what the CDC is saying or claiming then they these doctors are under threat of having their entire license revoked. So let's think about how fucked up and harmful and dangerous this actually is. If a patient comes to their doctor and previously they've had trust, they have a, a sort of intimate relationship, your doctor knows your entire medical history, your risks, all of that. And someone is coming to their doctor and has questions about maybe getting another booster or whatever the thing is. And the doctor has their hands tied by this bill, which is in effect now. They can't say anything that would go against what the CDC would recommend, even though they're the only one that has access to this individual's medical history, Um, maybe they've had an adverse reaction from previous experience, and the only one that will know that is the doctor. So if they're under a gag order, how is this individual supposed to receive top-tier treatment? Right. They won't. That's going past the point of now medical censorship. It's now crossing over into medical dictatorship or tyranny. Right. In, when you when you um, infringe on that very like sacred relationship between patient and doctor who is the patient supposed to be able to trust essentially you are removing informed consent completely around this particular topic Hey friend, I wanted to change the subject for just a minute to read something really important to you. This is feedback we received from a woman named Kelly, one of our amazing users of Immune Intel HCC She says, So I've been taking AHCC for a little bit over a month and my skin has never looked so good. I am 35 and have suffered from hormonal acne since I was a teenager. I thought I would never get rid of my acne. I just had my period and I have absolutely no pimples around my chin or jawline and my melasma is finally clearing up too. I have tried countless prescription and over-the-counter medications and have seen so many dermatologists with little improvement. Also, I feel like my hormones have balanced out. I am less irritable, as well as less inflammation going on in my body, decreased back pain, and bloating. I'm so glad I came across you on Instagram. Thanks for sharing the knowledge. Okay, here's one more, just because they light me up so much to share with you. This beauty is staying anonymous. She says, I learned about Immune Intel AHCC from you on a podcast, and in four months, it helped clear my persistent high-risk HPV that I've had for seven years. I love these two testimonials next to each other because it's a testament to the balancing and normalizing effect that AHCC has in each individual body. One woman was supported with her acne flares and the other had support in clearing her high risk HPV. I am consistently amazed by the power and intelligence of AHCC. To try immune intel for yourself, go to themedicine.com forward slash products, or just check the show notes below. Cheers, my love. So how are we supposed to move forward? How are people supposed to be able to trust that relationship? This is just one example but it's happening currently in the state that we live in it's not everywhere this isn't a federal law but it's it's happening in some places and you know we've definitely experienced this to a you know much smaller degree few times during the COVID crisis, I was put in Instagram jail right. because I had different views than what was being shared on CNN. I wasn't hateful. I wasn't divisive. I wasn't, you know, blaming, shaming anyone. I was just offering questions about the situation. And I was really my ultimate goal was trying to help people to get them to think for themselves right. and just ask critically Uh, critical important questions and um, you know one one of these times in particular I remember I was put in Instagram jail uh, for a few days meaning like I couldn't use my Instagram at all um, because someone DM'd me and asked what my thoughts were on the vaccine And I responded to them and I said, you know, I can't give medical advice and I wouldn't attempt to give medical advice to someone. I think everyone has the right to decide what's true and right for them in their health situation. But I did encourage anyone who who reads this. uh, I put it on my story after I said, you know, trust your intuition, though. It's there for a reason. And trust your body's innate wisdom and intelligence. I didn't say get it or don't get it. (laughs) I didn't say, oh, you know, there's a conspiracy about blah blah blah. Oh, it's like I didn't say any of that.
1: Yeah, we we've refused to go into that lane.
0: I literally said, trust your intuition. Yeah, and it's just so disheartening because when you say something that you think is so benign and something that is in alignment with everything else that we share on Instagram, social media, and the podcast, and just in life, you know, helping people to trust their intuition. Um, I was punished for it, and I was afraid that I if I kept going in that direction, that I would be deplatformed, that I would have my, you know Instagram taken away. And so I played their game. I succumbed to their rules. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna be buttoned up.
1: It's kind of like you know, both you and I come from families who were in the cons- home construction, building construction, architecture space, engineering. You know, these people who put homes and buildings together for others to consume. It would be like if your general contractor who built your home came in one day and was like, you need to swap out your furnace and we're going to do a full, uh, you know, furnace restoration. This is, this is, you have to do it. This is what's happening. And you're like, my furnace is totally fine. Like it's, it's actually functioning perfectly. Yeah. Um, I have no desire to upgrade the furnace. And you're put in jail for your stupidity, for your lack of intelligence in how homes and furnaces and construction works. You're like, yeah, I, I don't know the nuances of the furnace. All that I know is that it's working and it's working well. I'm not, I, I haven't been to, you know. Furnace school. Furnace school. <laughs> and I'm not an engineer, but I, but I'm doing quite well. Yeah. It's it's. Not unlike that. And so to go out and like, I'm gonna go get another opinion. No, you're not. You have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Is like, wait, excuse me. No, I'm, I'm a human being who has the freedom to source all options that are available to me and make an informed decision whether or not I have, you know, 10 years of medical school. Yeah, This is not shitting on doctors. Like these are highly intelligent, incredible people. And we've been really, really neutral in a lot of cases over the last three years because in reality a rational mind is one who's able to evaluate situation by situation mm-hmm. and come up with uh, non-black and white answers that's mm-hmm. the reality yeah um, but in this case where it's where it's being pushed to to punish and uh, diminish the, the opinions of people who are rational and intelligent and trying to make informed decisions for their body, Mm -hmm. it actually blows my mind. And, And I'm similarly to the degree that I'm uncomfortable not talking about it and bringing it up as a problem in the world that we live in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is going back to like a core value of you and I as individuals, but also the medicine podcast, something we talk about all the time on almost every podcast episode is taking ownership of our life experience our health expression, our romantic relationship, our spirituality. You know, we we talk about, you know, stepping into the adult archetype from the child archetype and that includes taking ownership and responsibility for all of your decisions. And it can be scary sometimes, but that is truly what makes up an adult. So if you're taking that right away from people to be able to look at all options, talk to multiple sources, get multiple opinions, and have all of the information and then make an informed decision based on my needs and my individuality you are pushing people into back into the child archetype so there's a bunch of adult children walking around. And that's our core value here is like helping people to do that for themselves. And, you know, we, we want to help more people have more freedom in their life by taking ownership. It's really hard to do. Um, if, if you don't know what the sound of your intuition sounds like, the voice of your intuition. If you don't know what that sounds like, doing those things is going to be really hard. And so that's, you know, that's everything that we're we're talking about today um, goes in line with that, that we are stepping into more ownership and essentially more freedom. So on that note of medical censorship and coercion, nothing will change socially until and unless more people, more individuals, but especially those with any sort of platform who are passionate about this and have, you know, strong opinions and informed opinions, I would say, talk about it, name it, point it out and say, no, this is not right. People should be able to make decisions based on their, for their own health. And it's a basic human right to have a medical professional that we can trust who's giving us the whole truth. I think we'd all agree that when someone is facing a serious health issue or a really difficult diagnosis, almost everything else in life kind of fades away and they're they're like, okay, this is my one priority because if you don't have your health, what do you have? Right. And on that same note, if you don't have the ability to make informed decisions about and surrounding your health, what do you have? This is literally a basic human right. I love this quote from Rudolf Steiner. Um, If you don't know Steiner, he was a philosopher, thought leader, and basically the father of regenerative agriculture. Ascended master. Ascended master, really. He says, to be free is to be capable of thinking one's own thoughts not the thoughts merely of the body or of society, but thoughts generated by one's deepest, most original, most essential and spiritual self, one's individuality. So in 2023, I'm not going to hold back anymore on the podcast. I'm going to say what I think and what I believe. Um, I will have to be strategic about what I share on Instagram still. Um, and I will likely lose followers, but I'm still saying medical censorship and coercion. Fuck it.
1: I'm with you. <laughs>
0: Thanks, babe. All right, you're up.
1: Number two for me that I'm releasing, that I'm setting free in 2023, is the belief that there are 10 second solutions to life's problems. What? Get there it? There aren't? No one can get rich or healthy from a 10-second Instagram reel. Sorry. I love social media. I, I love YouTube. Like, I've learned so much from these platforms mm-hmm. and from the people that we've gotten to know and we can actually see behind the scenes are putting in the time, effort, and resources uh, to, to creating, like, really high-quality, high-intelligence uh, uh, type of content. You know, there's videos and short, even short form, but mostly long form content on these platforms. I'm talking about Aaron Abke, Mark from After School, Leanna, the Gem Goddess, Christina, the Channel. Um, for me personally, Andrew Huberman, Jeff Cavalier, these guys who are putting out amazing, high quality uh, content on social media and YouTube. Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. holler Bill <laughs> Simmons going all the way back. Um, something's pretty consistent about all of these the shortest that you'll find the shortest video or piece of content is usually 10 minutes. Um, You typically need to have longer form um, information to be able to absorb kind of the, the density, the nutrient um, that is what they're trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. We personally know people who've provided access to knowledge and wisdom that flat out, would not have been possible 20 years ago. Like mm-hmm. this is the, the be- maybe not even 10 years ago. This is the benefit of technology. I'm so grateful for it, but sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Call me an old man. The world of reels, TikTok videos and shorts, they're fun, but they're not helpful. If you are interested in actually nourishing your body, mind and relationships, kind of mm-hmm. these pillars of the medicine podcast,
0: they can be great for like a recipe or a hack but
1: they're great for entertainment
0: for complex issues. They are
1: like snack food at best. Yeah. Junk food at worst. These are not meals. Do not expect them to fill you up or keep you satiated for long. 10 seconds, five easy steps, three slides through an Instagram post, uh, with a call to action at the end. Right. These are all just like so standard and so saturated at this point. Like drives me insane. (laughs) It'll fix all your health problems. Um, It'll fix your purpose void. It'll fix all your childhood traumas. No, no, it won't. It can't be that short and fix those deep of Mm -hmm. issues. And unfortunately, these charlatans that we loosely call influencers, which is another hijacked word and actually discounting the real influencers, people that we've mentioned who are putting out amazing content. um, It's, it's not helpful. You know, it's, there's these claims and this idea through this type of content that is understood like it's going to be easy or it's just all going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Growth can be easy sometimes, you know, evolving yourself and healing yourself can be easy. There are certain things that are easier than it seems, but I guarantee you it will be hard.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Improving yourself can feel fun. I've had a ton of fun in in the self-development process over my life, but it also feels really shitty sometimes. On some days, it might seem like all you need to do is five steps. And other days, it feels like you are climbing the infinity ladder through hell.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, I agree. And I, you know, I think that sometimes like content, because I know there's someone listening who's like, what about this? What about that? What about this? A lot of times what people share on Reels or TikTok or whatever, um, are bulleted and they're simple. Yes, like, hey, three easy ways to up-level your health overnight. Right. These are true. Eat organic food, drink structured water, get sunlight every day. Yes, those are three simple ways, but the implementation and the embodiment and figuring out how to work it into your life, that's the part that gets glossed over where that needs more strategy and yeah. more cushioning around it. So it's like, it's not black and white
1: what works oftentimes won't sell because it's not sexy it's not convenient the answer is typically longer than 10 seconds or five steps it takes time it takes hard work play and fun absolutely critical ingredients to this formula of of improving yourself or healing yourself but you also need to throw in like hustle and determination Mm -hmm. not too much not too little is usually the answer but it is hard to sell. So it's not promoted by most yeah. influencers, especially in a 10 second window you're trying to capture someone's attention as much as possible. I don't even know what the length of reels and TikToks are supposed to be. I'm using 10 seconds as kind of the,
0: yeah, there's certainly ones that are here. 10 seconds. There's also ones that are 90
1: seconds. And, and kind of the last point here, in addition to the, to the reality that you cannot avoid discomfort, you cannot avoid hard work, is that there are actually a host of issues going on within the brain when consuming an abundance of this short form, highly entertaining content. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to revisit the uh, the junk food analogy that I mentioned above. Short form, you know, social media reels uh, the TikTok world is like junk food. That bowl of fruity pebbles tastes insane on the mm-hmm. first bite. Maybe even through the first bowl. If you're like me, it might be two or three bowls and you're still <laughs> just completely into it but highly doubtful you're satiated. In fact, you might want more and begin to unconsciously consume more because you're not full. Mm -hmm. However, after maybe your fifth or sixth bowl or an entire box, you somehow skipped the full phase altogether and you've become completely nauseous (laughs) and are bathing in a pool of shame by how (laughs) much you ate uncontrollably. Yeah, And... I'm joking, but this is so legitimate. It's so real. If you listen to Dr. Andrew Huberman Huberman, uh, from the Huberman Lab podcast, like one of my heroes, uh, I I can't wait to get this guy on the medicine podcast. Mm -hmm. If anybody knows Andrew Huberman, we (laughs) want an intro. (laughs) He talks a lot about short form social media content and the relationship to dopamine. Using social media can lead to physical and psychological addiction because it triggers the brain's reward system to release dopamine which is the motivation chemical. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter, a chemical messenger between neurons involved in neurological and physiological functioning that our brain releases when we eat or have sex or complete a task or consume social media. Mm -hmm. For many using short form social media, their brains may increase dopamine when they engage with it. So when the when the brain engages with this short form social media, oftentimes it'll re- uh, release this flood of dopamine, which sends along uh, rewards, and through the reward pathway of the brain, this this feeling that's really, really nice. Like
0: you're achieving something.
1: Right, it acts to reinforce that behavior. Um, and then we get this this literal chemical feeling of, I need to satisfy that feeling again. This cycle of motivation, reward, and reinforcement is what's called a dopamine loop that gets people or users of social media seeking, looking, craving rewards and more of them. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes dopamine is getting demonized. It's often associated with porn and junk food and pleasure, but there's a really important, you know, this, this loop is critically important. Yeah. Dopamine release is a beautiful reward for when you have put the work in to receive that feeling. That is probably how we evolved as human beings. Long hunt, long days, you're gathering food, you're preparing a meal, you're physically uh, putting out effort and energy to then sit down and consume the meal at the end of the long day. Receive the reward and motivation chemicals in your body such that you are willing to do it again. Mm -hmm. What keeps you from doing it again immediately afterwards is you're tired you you've you've put the work in to receive the reward and yeah. while you're motivated to do it again there's a rational part of you that says that was really hard i need to i need to give it a break
0: like when you and i plan a dinner and we spend 30 minutes making dinner together from scratch with whole foods we're chopping we're cutting we're sauteing we're air frying right. we're combining then we sit down and enjoy the meal and it, oh it tastes so good and then we get to the end like I I've personally never been like, Hey, do you want to do that again? Yep. We're full. We're satiated and we're oh, yeah. Like not exhausted yeah. from making dinner, but like we've gone through the process and it de- we're full
1: in our modern world where things like shit food and entertainment is available all the time immediately. And let's say when when you know there are there's a year of your life where you're literally encouraged to stay inside, sit down. Let us, we'll feed you, we'll entertain you, we'll put all this shit in front of your face, and you don't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. You're going to bypass the ability to develop hard work to nurture that loop that requires hard work, such that you receive the correct signaling for motivation
0: yeah it reminds me of um we just watched that documentary uh with jonah hill interviewing interviewing his therapist yeah and it was so good it's called uh stutz stutz yeah Yeah, that's his last name the the therapist's last name um and he said something in there the therapist that was so good (laughs) and i'm pinpointing it here And I was just reminded of it as you were speaking. He said, "Everyone on Earth, no one can escape or get out of these three things in life: uncertainty, pain, and work. No one is immune from these things. And I think that we have some people in society, or you know, pockets of our culture, that are trying to evade one, two, or all three of those things." and wanting the rest of society to buy in on that. yeah. And this is one of those things for me, a little bonus here where I'm like, I'm not buying into that. We can't escape uncertainty, pain, hard
1: work. You know what? Those are the gateway. That's the door. That's the threshold that you walk through to experience, what'd you say? Uh, Uncertainty. It's to experience novelty and surprise, which Mm -hmm. feels amazing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Pain.
1: Stepping through the door of pain. You experience the opposite of it, pleasure, and you realize that it's pleasurable because you've experienced pain. You you have the context to experience something that is good. Mm-hmm. And then you step through the door of, what's the hard third Hard work. One? Hard work. This is exactly what I'm talking about here. It's this feedback loop. Wow, I worked hard for something. My evolution the the divine creator god if you want to call it that has put this mechanism in my inside of my body my chemical makeup to give me a flood of 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 gratitude of pleasure when i'm completing that feedback loop and it gives you this little thing that's like hey do it again because this is worth it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when you bypass nature is when we see some of these these issues
0: if you've been playing around with the thought of Botox for forehead lines or crow's feet or just frustrated by your acne scars, listen up, my love. Clearstem just brought back their no Botox Repair Serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and as always, hormone-friendly and non-pore clogging. Completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by Clearstems, Stem's Glow moisturizer to get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne anti-aging truly clean clear stem products go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code mimi for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes you and your skin are gonna love this stuff
1: so All of these reasons, you know, we got this reason where I'm just like really, really trying to encourage people in our community and in my life and remind myself that you can't skip hard work. You know, I love the content that that is available to me on social media, but not to get tricked into thinking that it's going to be five easy steps, not find myself in a scroll hole through uh, Instagram reels or through TikTok. Because I know what it's doing to my, the chemistry of my brain.
0: I want to say one more thing on yeah. that. What it's also doing that we haven't mentioned is that it's giving the the viewer, the consumer, literally, we're consuming it, the illusion that you are doing something yeah. by acquiring knowledge, by scroll after scroll after scroll. I'm acquiring all this knowledge. But if we're not taking action in our life, if we're not doing something with that knowledge, we, we haven't done anything. Right. We haven't we haven't worked towards anything. So it let's resist that illusion that just acquiring knowledge has any merit. I totally. mean, it does have merit, but action uh, without action, I, I really don't think it does.
1: Yep, no, perfectly put. In 2023, I'm going to be free of this. I'm saying fuck it to the idea that in 10 seconds or less, you <laughs> can bypass hard work.
0: All mm-hmm. All right, fuck it. All right. Number two for me. Number two thing that I am saying, fuck it, too. In 2023, set me free of the judgment of my own shadow. Mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out to our fairy godmother slash astrologer slash therapist, Adriana Beta, who's one of our dear, dear friends. Um, She really inspired me on this one from our most recent session with her, which was last week, I think. Um, Everything that I'm about to say was prompted from that session with her. So... Judgment of my own shadow. We all have aspects of ourselves that aren't so cute. They're all, they aren't so noteworthy. We may not want to highlight them to the rest of the world. Maybe we're embarrassed of them or ashamed of them. Um, and sometimes as we go through self-development or we evolve spiritually, it's easier and easier to shame, judge, or suppress those parts of us what I'm kind of putting under this umbrella term as our shadow. Now, I'm not talking about blatantly wrong things like murder, rape, those kind of things. I'm talking about aspects of our personality that we don't want to highlight to the rest of the world, mm-hmm. all right? So these aspects of ourself, because they are not in alignment with our highest self, and we're trying to suppress them or release them from our life when they may just be an aspect of our individual personality. It's kind of
1: like if you're a parent and you had a a black sheep child, like a a child that just came out and you're like, oh, no, that's not it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, for example, when we're talking about the shadow, part of my shadow um, is wanting to win, wanting to be the best, wanting to be recognized as capable in whatever the thing is. Is Whatever the thing is that I'm doing. So a silly but relevant example of this is this summer when we were playing a friendly game of guys versus girls Pictionary with some friends of ours. And this happens a lot with board games when I'm playing them. I got really intense. And I was saying things to motivate my team because I wanted to win. I was offering unsolicited advice or feedback on people's drawings afterward. (laughs) Like, oh, you know what would have been better is if you did this and then that. Um, Totally unsolicited. And internally, I was getting very frustrated over this silly board game that my team wasn't didn't want to win as badly as I did, right? And because I wanted to freaking win. And I remember afterwards being a little, you know, kind of judgmental about it. Like, why do I do that? Like, why does that, why is that part of me? Why can't I just play a game and not worry about the score? Like, why do I have to get so fucking intense about it?
1: Fucking for
0: sure. (laughs) So chalk it up to my Leo son or my type three Achiever Enneagram or my athlete archetype or
1: youngest child archetype
0: or being the youngest child. Oh, there it is. Fighting for resources. <laughs> <laughs> I like winning. Now I could feel bad about this, like I have in the past. I could judge it, shame it, try to change it because it's not spiritually evolved. Or I could channel it. I I could use it consciously, intentionally. So for 2023, instead of judging this aspect of my shadow and trying to change it, I'm going to use it. I'm going to work with my shadow. I can use it as fuel for my own endeavors in life and what I want to create, say, to help grow the podcast, for big creative projects, uh, to help and impact more people to get stronger in my own workouts, in my own exercise, um, to get more done day to day by gamifying menial or not so fun tasks, right? Like I did this the other day where I had like 10 things on my to-do list and I I was like, you know what? Let's see if I can get these all done before noon. (laughs) (laughs) And just like putting that competitive gamifying spin on it it kind of gives my gives me a little bit more fuel to be like, yeah, let's see if I can do this. But I'm competing with myself. I'm yeah. not competing with anyone else. Um, so the key is leaning into my competitive nature. Um, again, being in competition with myself and honestly evaluating if I'm giving my all to the thing. Am I improving? from where I was last week or last month or whatever it is, I'm not necessarily looking at everyone else and trying to compete and compare to what everyone else is doing. I'm looking at my own behavior, thoughts, actions, and um, uh, intention. If I just keep trying to squash this very real aspect of myself that's been there since I ever since I can remember, that's a lot of like sort of wasted energy that I could be putting towards creating and working with my shadow Mm -hmm. to create more of what I want in life um, and using it intentionally. So I love this quote from Louise Hay. She says, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Instead of criticizing blaming, shaming, or judging these little aspects of my shadow, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm going to lean into it and see what happens. So speaking directly to the listener now, what is a shadow aspect of yourself? Maybe something that isn't so cute or highlight worthy, maybe something that you've t- you've spent time judging or saying like, Ugh, why do I do that? Is there any way that you can use it? Is there any way that you can work with it in your life, instead of trying to completely change it or squash it. I invite you to meditate on this, maybe journal about this, this concept and see what comes up for you. So if you do identify something, then I invite you to join me in saying, all right, judgment of my shadow. Fuck it.
1: I love it. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this, but I similarly have a, a competitive part of my shadow, and it's it's more connected to just my my level of intensity in life. And I've definitely burned people in my life who are close to me, or some not close to me, and that those ones are probably even more burned by it um, because of emotional outbursts of my competitiveness or intensity as I as I work towards something. I'm also an achiever. I'm all, I also have a strong athlete archetype. And competitiveness, as as Greg Schmaus would say, can get mixed up with comparison. And when I'm in a more comparison uh, version of my my athlete's shadow, I will tend to have my ego offended by failure or offended by those who are associated with me if they fail or looking at my competitor or my opposition as Enemy or something, mm-hmm. and and in my youth it was just I, I had a temper, and uh, it's something I've stifled so so much the last um, god probably ten years or so. But it, it mutes me in other lanes as well, and so I'm really really curious to reexamine that part of myself, and I miss the competition of of athletics and how to gamify it, as you you know so beautifully said, into a way that allows that version of me a seat at the table, mm-hmm. not to misbehave, um, but to be a part of contributing to legacy and purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it, we're in it together.
1: All right, last one for me that I am setting free in 2023. I am gonna stop saying yes to anything that is not a full body hell yes. Love it, And I realize that this is a saying that people say all the time. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. If it's Mm -hmm. not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Um, But, uh, and and I'm thinking about this quote from uh, Shakti Gaiwan. Mm. It says, trusting your intuition means tuning in as deeply as you can to the energy you feel. Following that energy moment to moment. Trusting that it will lead you where you want to go and bring you everything you desire. And so what this one really is about is... What we've mentioned multiple times already in this in this conversation, intuition. How do I listen to it? How do I interact with it? How do I get familiar with it, such that when I hear it's yes, I'm able to believe it, trust it, and take action upon it. Mm-hmm. I know when my body is giving me a hell yes. In my life, that's been uh, moving to San Diego. That was a hell yes for me. Joining Organifi, leaving a job that I was making literally three times as much. Um, to to join a startup, going to Burning Man, going to Egypt. The first time I kissed you when I was 16, uh, when we decided to get back together when I was 28. But I also tend to know when things are a hell no. Being told I deceived my entire family because I was not a Christian when I got married, uh, this came from a pastor, and that I should beg God for forgiveness was a hell no for me. (laughs) Stealing my brother's Michael Jordan card and hiding it from him for 24 hours when I was a kid. <laughs> hell no, for me. Stealing mm-hmm. from the grocery store bulk section. Also, hell no. Pit of my stomach. God, that's my intuition being like, you asshole. <laughs> but maybe the more challenging one is when there's a little bit of a mixed feeling. Mm-hmm. Especially when it makes rational sense. Mm. When it presses a button on my ego, like, wow, you could achieve something by doing this. You might be able to look better, more powerful, more intelligent, more enlightened by doing this. And that logic can sometimes stifle the intuitive emotion. Uh, so my effort this year, I have, I have a, an abundant life and, and many, many things that I'm passionate about and currently involved in if it's not a hell yes, which i'm clearly aware of when it's a hell yes, i'm just going to put it in the bucket of mm-hmm. hell no and and see what shows up. You know, i want to i want to give a big disclaimer on this one because before you eliminate all nos from the realm of possibility, wildly important to ask myself and I encourage others to do the same, is this no or yes? Uh, cuz it could be a, a false yes as well from fear. Is this no or yes from my ego body that the version of myself that I want the world to see, is it giving me that yes? Because, oh dude, you could make money doing this though. Yeah, but it doesn't light me up. No, but you could make money doing this. That would be this little whisper from, from my ego that wants to be successful and wants to be an achiever and be viewed as, as you know, a businessman and, and things of that nature. Is it from unresolved trauma? Is this no or yes that i'm getting from inside myself from a place that has historically uh, been traumatized maybe there's a lack of trust with authority and so i'm getting a no uh, but maybe deep down my intuition would would like me to actually trust that individual or that person but i'm wounded by my authority Uh, my my history with authority that I might be getting this kind of false no. And so there's a process to, uh, again, getting really, really familiar with what the sound of your intuition is like. As Paul Czech would say, soul. Uh, What does that mean practically? More modalities for bypassing fear, bypassing trauma, bypassing the ego. It's, it's the work that we do with Paul check where we're, we're, we're partaking in art therapy. Mm -hmm. It's, um, drawing from our archetype cards or our tarot cards. It's journaling free journaling without structure. Um, it is meditating, uh, these, these ways to bypass a little bit of the noise of this three-dimensional world and getting a little bit fo- more familiar with the the sound of my own intuition.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: This quote from uh, this guy, you know, I've never heard of Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you he almost says, got me. I gotcha. He says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the the gift. So despite all the abundance of my life, a million opportunities, a million things that could be coming my way. Lots of people asking, you should be a part of this. I want you to go here. You should try the. I am saying fuck it to anything that is not a hell yes with a commitment to nurturing the relationship with my soul or my intuition.
0: Mm, I love it. Snaps for that. All right. Last one for me. Last thing that I am saying, fuck it to, I am releasing in 2023 is procrastination. Um, the topic of procrastination is not that sexy, but I think it's something that a lot of people deal with. A lot of people struggle with, uh, including myself at times. You know, putting off creative projects. Maybe you have this lightning strike idea that lights you up, but you put it off for whatever reason, or you you tell yourself. I don't know if I can do that or, um, you know, important conversations like critical conversations between you and a family member, you and a friend, you and your, your romantic partner. Um, even small tasks, we procrastinate. I, uh, speaking from my own life and experience, I'll, you know, be like, Oh, I really need to email that person back, but I don't want to, so I'm not going to do it <laughs> or it, with no other reason other than like, I don't want to do it right now. Um, Little small tasks that need to get done that eventually, you know, are going to get done, but you're just pushing it off for your future self. Um, And I want to I want to actually talk about procrastination from kind of like a woo spiritual, esoteric, energetic point of view. So when we think about, you know, what's the energy or the thing behind the thing with procrastination, if we could put it into words when we procrastinate, it might sound something like, I'm not ready for that. Or I'm not prepared or confident. I'm afraid I'll mess up. I'm too busy. Or whatever, I'll just do it later. And then we forget. These are all stories and self-limiting beliefs, or maybe just pure laziness, in, in doing what we need to or want to do. Um, And this is a, a dangerous energy to live in, to be in chronically because it keeps us from experiencing and creating what we want in life. I'm talking about the small stuff and the big stuff. Whatever we're procrastinating on, big or small, it keeps us in this energy of limiting beliefs, of I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to say yes to that. I'm not ready for the responsibility that comes with achieving or doing or starting that thing. Or I don't know if I'll be able to finish it, so we do nothing. So we sit back and we wait for that future version of ourselves to step up and actually start the thing or do the thing, whatever it is one of the questions i receive most on social media is what do you use for your teeth how do you keep them so white and my answer is always the same i keep them insanely clean using high quality dental products my personal favorites come from living libations they are the most effective and cleanest that i've found like their triple mint enamelizer toothpaste. This is formulated with a very special ingredient called nano-hydroxyapatite. Hydroxyapatite is a mineral that occurs naturally in our teeth, saliva, and bones. It helps keep teeth looking white by sealing the pores of the surface of the enamel and encouraging the natural mineralization process of our teeth, so teeth are healthy, mineralized, and more resistant to staining and discoloration. Myself and many other dental experts agree that hydroxyapatite is superior and safer than fluoride. To try the triple mint enamelizer toothpaste or any of the Living Libations products, visit livinglibations.com and use the code MEDICINE for a discount. And to learn more of my holistic dental tips, listen to episodes 79 and 84 of the Medicine Podcast. When we know better, we can do better. Enjoy. So, creation of any type requires action and abundance in life. Experiencing abundance in life requires us to say, I'm open and ready for more. Mm. If we are energetically communicating to the universe, to the world, To our partners, to our loved ones, like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for more. I'm not ready for more. I don't want to step into that version of myself. I'm not ready. I'm not open to more. That's what you'll continue to experience. If you want to create something specific and intentional in your life, if you want to achieve a goal, if you want to experiencing, experience something different with your health or your, your romantic relationship, it requires action. It requires an energetic space, an opening and a a confidence in, yes, I'm ready for more. And that's where I'm currently at. I am ready for more. So in 2023, I want to build the habit. When I think of something that I need to do, or I want to do to say to myself, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Um, even with small tasks, uh, for example, in in prepping for this podcast, you know, I'm typing up my notes. I thought of two people that I needed to reach out to. That for the last two weeks, I've been like, oh, I need to talk to them. I need to send them a text. I need to talk to them. And then it, I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. And then I forget. And then I'm not able to engage with life the way that I want to because I'm pushing it out. These are small examples, but instead of saying I'll do it later and forgetting. I stopped what I was doing and did it right then. I was just like, nope, just do it now, get it done. And I did it in that moment. Again, these are small examples, but I'm I'm making this point because small action over time with consistency creates new habits and new patterns, new neurological yeah. pathways in our brain. So doing this with the small tasks day in and day out, I believe will prime my nervous system for taking action now and being confident that I can do the thing on big tasks, on big goals and big dreams that I want to achieve and experience in life. So think of like the small menial tasks that you have to kind of convince yourself to do as greasing the wheels for this bigger machine that you want to go out and achieve Whatever it is, whatever yeah. the goal is that you want to achieve. So the small things are not small things. We say oftentimes in relationship, you know, or in regard to relationship, do the small things like they're big things and there won't be as many big things. Yeah. And this, this, I think, is true for procrastination as
1: well. I love hearing this from you. Um, it's inspiring for me. And and I think one of the key things that you, you touched on as it pertains to what leads to procrastination is the fear of messing up Mm -hmm. and the fear of failing. If you are like us, and I think there's a lot of people who can resonate with this. You came through an environment and a culture in your upbringing that was pass fail. Yeah. And success was, uh, based on passing. What was not talked about was that the failing and failing just in general is the greatest learning tool humanly possible. Yet Failing is not an option for learning in the traditional education system. It's pass fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a grade scale, but but there's generally you've either passed the class or you've failed it. You've grasped the concept enough to get the answer correct on the test, or you have not. Further, if you grew up in Christianity, you're a sinning, you're sinning or you're not sinning. There's no catalyzing the challenges of life and the temptations of, of, The world and turning them into growth opportunities. It's nope. You sinned. Go experience some shame for a little bit. Ask for forgiveness, and we'll see if you're worthy of getting back on the right path. Yeah. There's also athletics. Mm -hmm. You can't miss shots. Even the best of coaches are going to sit your ass on the bench if you don't make the shot. Yeah. It's pass or fail. You win the game or you don't. And so while those are a necessity to certain to a certain extent there's an attribute of eventually needing to put forth a comprehensive uh, enough showcase whether that be through a test or whether that be through a, an athletic event like a game to warrant winning or passing we do throw the baby out with the bathwater uh, through those systems by disregarding the value of failing and messing up Mm-hmm. Because it's actually so insanely critical yeah. to growth.
0: And it's also unavoidable.
1: And so we become hyper afraid as we step into the adult world and realize, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> I have the chance at failing at a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so yes, in 2023, instead, instead of having a, a limited attitude of no, I'm not ready for that. I'll push that out for a future version of myself that's ready. I'll be communicating to myself, to you, to my community, to the universe, hey, I'm open and I'm ready for more. I'm taking action. And uh, Ryan Holiday, from, he says in the, the book, The Obstacle is the Way, which I'm reading right now. It was a gift from my lovely man over here. Um, he says, that's you, yeah. <laughs> he says, life can be frustrating. Oftentimes, we know what our problems are. We may even know what to do about them. But we fear that taking action is too risky, that we don't have the experience, or that it's not how we pictured it, or because it's too expensive, because it's too soon, because we think something better might come along, because it might not work. And you know what happens as a result? Nothing. We do nothing. Tell yourself, the time for that has passed. The wind is rising. The bell's been rung get started get moving if you want momentum you'll have to create it for yourself right now by getting up and getting started Mm. all right so with that in mind procrastination on the big and the small we are saying fuck it
1: i love it (laughs) i love that we're so aligned on on a lot of these today and and uh you know i hadn't i hadn't heard these until today so this is Super fun. And, yeah, we and I'm stoked for other. 2023 guys. Thanks for hanging in through all the F bombs. <laughs> uh, much appreciated. I really want to hear from everybody listening or watching, especially if you're watching, uh, leave us a comment on YouTube. What are you saying? Fuck it to In 2023, in mm-hmm. what are you setting free for 23?
0: What is not serving you anymore?
1: Or you can hit me up uh, or, or me, me up on social um, on Instagram. I genuinely want to know what people are releasing that that's fuel to um, the fire. That is this passion that we have for making the world a better place. And so it'd be so cool to hear from everybody as far as what they are releasing this year.
0: Do you want to drop your handle?
1: Oh, my handle, the Instagram handle, the underscore Chasen underscore one. It's a play on the chosen one.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and, Again, yeah, uh, echoing Chase, my DM door is always open. You can find me at Mimi underscore the medicine. Um, and so before we close out here, we want to share our themes of the year and a little bit about the process that we went through. Just a quick overview and If you guys hear this and you're interested in doing this process for yourself, it doesn't matter that it's not January one. You can start this in March or June or whatever. It doesn't matter that the date is sort of arbitrary, right? It's this symbolic thing in our mind of like a new year, new beginnings, but you can have a new beginning any time of the year. So it doesn't matter that it's not January 1st here. Um, But if you, if you are interested in this process, check the show notes, check the description box. We will have a link to a document that will have our process laid out and you can uh, go through this process yourself.
1: Totally. Uh, I'll quickly run through what the process looks like. um, And then I think both of you and I will share our Mm -hmm. words or themes of the year, and that will serve as our medicine, if you will, how we typically end an episode, which is what our medicine is in the current moment and I think sharing what our themes for 2023 will be uh, is a good is a good substitute for today. So, um, this is a word or theme of the year exercise, and I've been doing this for four or five years, um, and have seen a couple different approaches to this. And over the last you know year or so, I've kind of smashed a few together, come up with my own thoughts, and put a simple but I think kind of deep and reflective process together for coming up with your word of the year or theme of the year.
0: Yeah. I loved this process doing it together.
1: Cool. Yeah, I know. That makes me uh, feel good. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to try to be brief despite that being kind of impossible for me. Um, There are a host of different steps, uh, which ultimately leads to uh, developing a word or theme for the year. And it starts with reflecting on the prior year. So reflecting on last year, if you're doing this this year, you'd be looking at 2022 and you would be listing out 10 highlights 10 things, experiences, friendships, relationships, accomplishments that you would consider highlights on one side of a chart. And then you'll be listing lowlights on the other side, basically the opposite. Awesome shit on one side, shitty shit on the other side. (laughs) And it can be brief or as long form as you want, basically describing highlights and lowlights from last year. When you're done doing that, look at each of these 10 areas and circle three but no more than seven from the highlights and then three, but no more from seven from the low lights. What you will be circling for the highlights will be any area that you want to continue evolve or expand from last year. Like, yo, I want to keep this going mm-hmm. um, for 2023. And on the low lights, anything that you want to change, anything that you want to make anew and not happen again this year. Mm-hmm. There won't be, there will be certain things. And this is why I don't say to choose all 10 that aren't relevant for continuing. It's like, you know, that was a great, that was a highlight this year, but I don't need to go to Egypt next year. Yeah. Or, uh, that was a great highlight this year, but I I feel like it's ready to, I'm ready to sunset that in my life Mm -hmm. or man, that low light was so random. I'm not really concerned about trying to change that or evolve that. I don't really need to focus on it this year.
0: So it's what you want more of and what you want less of.
1: Exactly. Once you have those circled, um, you'll then be evaluating each one and identifying what we call the thing behind the thing for each. So for each highlight and for each low light that has been circled, to, to take into this upcoming year you will meditate on the feeling the state of being or the emotion that was behind that thing mm-hmm. so let's just say it is the the trip that we went on to egypt and it was a highlight for me. Well, what was, what was kind of the highlight theme behind it? Um, well, it was paradigm shifting. Mm-hmm. And so paradigm shifting would be the thing behind the thing that I put down that I want to continue or bring into my year of 2023. Once you have those down, you'll essentially have a database of feelings, emotions, or thing behind the things that you're going to then take to craft your potential words of the year. And this is where it gets a little intuitive and a little meditative. You'll look at all of the emotions, feelings, or phrases that describe your thing behind the thing, and you will creatively think and identify at least three words that try to capture some or groups of the feelings that you've been able to identify mm-hmm. or articulate. Um and you know, an example of this would be if you identified novelty, fun, creativity, accomplishment as uh, uh, some of the words that you've put in your thing behind the thing, you a good phrase or word for your year might be play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just an example. You'll you'll come up with three. Um, don't worry about hierarchy at this point, which one you like the most. It's essentially just taking all of the feelings that you partook in last year that you want to either continue or change into 2023 and trying to summarize them as best you can in three words. Once you have those three words, there is a series of questions that before bed, you will spend some time meditating on, thinking about. You don't need to come up with answers to these questions. If you're super ambitious, feel free to journal them. But like for me, I don't journal. I don't particularly like journaling, but I'm running through in my, in my conscious mind these questions. Questions like, how will I integrate this word into my life daily, weekly? How will I embody this word and how will it make me feel about myself? How will the people that I love feel when this word is clearly evident in my life? What will happen to my health or my purpose when this word has become the theme of my life? You'll think about that. Of course, if your conscious mind goes to the place of beginning to answer those questions before bed, just let it happen. But no need to come up with the answers Mm -hmm. before you go to sleep. The there. point is
0: to just let your subconscious...
1: The the point is, everybody's heard, why don't you just sleep on it? Yeah. And so that's the point. We're yeah. leveraging the power of the, sub, uh, the subconscious mind as you sleep to come up with sort of like uh, working ideas on how you can integrate these words or themes into your life. The next morning, preferably with no devices around, no distractions around, spend 10 minutes, think about the three words that you selected and how they could potentially weave into those questions that you asked the night before around Mm -hmm. integration, embodiment, how it impacts others, and what will happen to your health, well-being, and purpose by uh, being able to to choose one of these as your theme for the year. It's a process where you, again, may wanna take out a journal, you may wanna come up with some uh, strategy for ranking hierarchy, but most likely, your intuition is gonna give you a clear answer as to which one is the best. Typically, as you're looking at these three words, one of them is going to stand out along uh, these sort of like four categories, which I list in the sheet. What felt the most realistic for you to embody consistently, i.e. what are you going to be good at? You want to pick something that you're going to be good at and successful at and basically achievable. like
0: Or, or that you're excited yeah. about. like well, that's, the next, oh. that's
1: the next one. <clears throat> which one gave you the most excitement, passion? Which one yeah. do you find yourself loving the idea of? Mm-hmm. Um, which one will positively impact relationships and people in your life? How mm-hmm. could this help other people? And then which one contributes to your overall well-being? That's your, your health, your purpose, your legacy, your vitality. The one that clearly answers yes or or to each one of these questions will likely be your word of the year that stands out
0: love it great explanation
1: yeah so that's kind of the the process um and we'll have a link in the show notes if you guys want to take a look at that sheet it's just totally free i'm not like charging anything for this or it's not coaching (laughs) or anything it's just uh, a a self-practice so maybe you can share what you uh Distilled down Mm -hmm. and decided on for your word of the year?
0: Yeah. So the three that I narrowed it down to were gamify life, courage to create, and truth embodiment. And I'll just share the one that I actually landed on was truth embodiment, which is fully in alignment with everything that we've been talking about today. Um, again, going back to the top of the episode when I said, you know, thinking about this as a wheel and the center, the the center of the wheel, axle. Yeah. the middle is the word. And I tried to think about how this theme or word would affect other, you know, multiple aspects of my life, all of the spokes and the one that jumped out as, um, affecting in a positive way or impacting, you know, the most aspects of my life was truth embodiment, truth embodiment. You know, what stories, are, am I telling myself about myself or about you or about anyone in my life? Um, am I embodying what I know to be true? Am I embodying the, the values and concepts that we talk about on the medicine and that we recommend to other people all the time? Am I truly doing that for myself? Not as a judgment, just as a question. Am I doing that? Um, you know, truth, embodiment, not censoring myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Literally like stepping into like, hey, This is me and it's okay if I'm not for everyone. I'm for me and I'm for you. Um, So I could, I could list out more, but that's kind of the basis. That's kind of the idea. And it was the one that I was most excited to, to step into. So with that, um, I've been journaling every morning. What truth will I embody today? Mm and just letting my mind go wherever it wants to for that particular day. And if I ask myself, if I ask myself that every single day for the whole year, um, I, I can, I would bet. And I, I will be embodying truth when it's on the front of my mind every morning as I go into my day. So that's where I'm at. I love that. What about you? what did you decide on?
1: Yeah. For me and, and giving a little context, um, my word of the year last year, theme of the year, was moderation and was you know a simplification. I'm a very structured, uh, compulsive, orderly person innately. And that had gotten to the degree that I was finding myself uh, losing a little bit of opportunity for creativity, a little opportunity for play, and then just burning myself out. And so moderation last year was an effort for me to kind of break down the structures that I've given myself for operating in life so that I can experience um, a little more freedom and a little more just like rest and healing. Yeah, I really do feel like I accomplished that, uh, which has been amazing and now have some real specific goals and achievements that I want to partake in this year, activities. Um, But I don't want to just reestablish the compartments and the structure and the order that I've had in the past. Otherwise, I'll go back into the same patterns. So in, in a way to sprinkle in a little bit of, you know, novelty and freedom and, and, play and intuition all while still crafting experiences and business growth and personal and professional evolution. I think it's going to take intentionality. Mm -hmm. And the three words that I chose after kind of going through this process were, uh, were intentionality, Unattached, like okay, I need to reestablish some structure and some forecasting for my life, but I don't want to be attached to that end result. That's kind of the the idea behind unattached, and then coherence, which would be this this kind of like synchronization between my very rational um, approach to life and 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 the intuitive approach, and so having a coherence between the two. But I'm I'm settling on intentionality, uh, which is just this commitment to thinking through. Not an a, an outcome that I would like, but but a, an experience or a feeling that I would like to um, put myself in as I step into what I'm doing. Not waiting for to experience it when it's achieved or accomplished at the end, but intentionally leaning into how I will be showing up as Chase myself in the things that I would like to do, which include a very structured kind of like masculine approaches to, to 2023, as well as the intuitive, feminine, creative lanes that I want to be a part of for this year as well. And so having intentionality and holding my intention uh, to avoid just unconscious pursuits where I might fall into my default mode patterns um, is going to be of utmost priority for me this year. So that is the theme of 2023 intentionality.
0: So good. That's I uh, I love that it, it, it creates space You know, you're not locked in on one theme. Intentionality really allows you the space. Every day could be a different theme, depending on what you need. So I think that that's a great marriage of what you've been working on and what, you know, where you're going, so. I I
1: will say that there's no rules for how the word can be applied to your life. And as long as you hold that in your consciousness, the, the word or the phrase that you've chosen for the year, and keep your eyes open for where it will show up. Yeah, you'll be blown away by what shows up as moderation in your year. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you find yourself um, not using an alarm clock in the morning. Um, realizing that moderation for me last year meant, oh my god, I need to get a handle on on my sleep. This is this. I have not had the ability to sleep soundly in a long time. And maybe it's because of my lack of moderation in other lanes of my life. I need to moderate the way that I consume supplements, how much I exercise, what I'm exposing myself to from a kind of a stress perspective mm-hmm. so that I can actually navigate to this arena of, of being able to figure out how to sleep soundly. And um, it's weird how, weird but beautiful, how you can start to see that just by holding that intention attention into your consciousness for having a theme of the year that there will be opportunities that show up that you can actually um identify as wow this is actually something that i've asked for this year
0: yeah so good
1: cool guys thanks for hanging in there
0: yeah if you hanged hanged with us hung with us yeah hung with us. uh till the end props to you you are our favorite really yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you're interested in this process for yourself, check the show notes, check the description box. It's a a free download. Um, you can join us in this and yeah, maybe give us a comment. If you go through this, give us a comment on what your word of the year, what your theme of the year is, or hit us up on Instagram. Our DM doors are always open. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for hanging with us guys. We'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay. bye. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening. Did you hear anything today that expanded your mind, made you laugh, touched your soul, or caused you to think differently about this topic? I hope so. I invite you to share this episode with someone you love. It takes 30 seconds and has the potential for a great ripple effect. Our world needs more people having real, honest, and open-minded dialogue on big topics. And you never know, you may just change their entire day. We love you and appreciate you being here with us. Cheers.